right. Well, uh, I have a special episode here today with my brother Angel. Uh, for those who don't know me, my name is Jose. I am your host. Um, this was a spontaneous thing, so Sam uh, did not know. This is just a spontaneous thing I decided to do with my brother. Uh, but if for those who are new, welcome to Pints, Pipes, and Cross Catholic Show, uh, where we talk about all things faith, but also certain things that men like, such as whiskey, cigars, pipes, tobacco, um, and so much more, right? So, like I said, I have my brother here with me. Um, I'm gonna let him introduce himself, and and, um, and we'll take it from there. Yeah, uh, my name is Angel. Uh, like what my brother said, I'm his little sibling. I'm 19 years old. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm 19 years old. Uh, well, he works at <laughs> he works at Dick's. Um, he's shy. He's shy. He doesn't know what to do. It's his first time here and uh, here getting interviewed. But anyways, it's just gonna be a conversation. So let's just go ahead and um and and get to it. Uh, you're here because I invited you over. So, um, how you been? Uh, I've been good. Surviving life right now with school and work. How was life after after high school? It changed dramatically. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, it changed a lot. I didn't, I didn't expect to change that much, but yeah, it changed. What kind of changes though? Uh, just just a. Uh, I don't know, just like life, um, yeah, life, like after high school, life is not the same no more. Everything, everything changes mentally, um, physically also. But like, what exactly though? What do you mean? Like mentally? No, or anything. You said it completely, but like what kind of changes? What's different from high school that's different now? Not just like waking up every morning, knowing that you're going to school, but... Now, like, you wake up in the morning the same hour knowing that you're not going to school and you're just sitting there like, what, what you going to do? And your money goes somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> your money, you notice that your mo- money is gone in, like, a heartbeat. But, yeah, I mean, it was tough for me, too, but I had a different experience. I mean, at 19, I ended up going to the seminary, so it's a, it's a little bit different. I wish I could have done that as well, where I, I could have experienced life after high school, but maybe my life wouldn't be where it is now if I would, wouldn't have gone to the seminary, so it's a little different. So I really can't relate to you in that sense. I had to really experience life at 25. No, 23, I'm sorry, at 23. But, um, so I really don't know. So you, you're gonna have to explain it to me because I just don't know, you know? You know, I came back, got a job. I came back from the seminary uh got a job and shortly after i got a car so i mean i mean what's what's so different from me now well, well for me um as soon as i graduated and summer was over of course uh well i'm in college i go to uta university of texas at arlington um and of course the college the college life is so different from high school because, I mean, it's your own schedule. You make up your own schedule for college. But outside of outside of school, life is just 
It's just different. You don't see the same friends that you used to see your whole life, basically. You just... You... Well, I haven't told my father nothing about this, but... I've been... I've been feeling lonely. Yeah, it happens. No, you're fine. That's the whole point of this podcast. Is to be able to open up. I mean, there's certain things that people can't tell anyone, you know? I mean... I think I've noticed you a little off lately, and uh, you always tell me you're fine, but I always, I've, I've always known something was off, you know, something, you can tell something's off, but um, it's okay, I mean, it's okay to cry, it's okay to to release some stress, because at the end of the day, that's, we all have it, you know, but, um, but don't worry, it, it's nothing for you to be embarrassed about, it's okay to cry, um, which is why I kind of wanted to interview you, you know, because I know I, I interviewed uh, Aaron. <laughs> I interviewed him, and uh, I know one of the main things that kind of, you know, uh, stuck out the most to me was he's happy to have me here, right? You know, I've been out of your lives for almost all your whole entire lives, so I really don't have a relationship with you guys. But, uh, like, lately, I've, although I don't know you how I'm supposed to know you, I knew something was off. I'm not saying I'm a prophet or anything, right? But you can tell when something something's wrong with someone. So, um, but uh, if you don't mind me asking, where, where does this loneliness come from? Why, why, why do you feel so lonely? Um, to be honest, I, I don't really know. It just came out of nowhere. Um, well, I mean, I talked to the... Do they know about the community? You can talk about it. Yeah, well, I talked to... The community is so my brother's part of the um, neo-catacommunal way uh, in church so he has uh, his own little uh, community and most of his friends are in that community and that's what he's talking about yeah so I, I mean I talked to him I told him only I only told him one time out of and I told him like six months ago I think and I told him that I've been feeling feeling lonely and I and I don't know why. I mean, I, to this to this day, I still don't know why. Um, it's I don't know. I just I thought it was I don't know. I don't I don't know. I just it's just when as a little kid, my dad wasn't wasn't really. I felt like my dad wasn't really there in my life. He was mostly work. He would mostly work. Um, he would work all day and then come back at home and just sit there on the couch and watch TV. We don't really talk to each other like that, really. I just mostly talk to my mom. Um, I don't know. I guess that's where it comes from. And have you spoken to him? No. I mean, I know I've spoken to him, but I mean, it's kind of the same thing. You know, that's... I guess now I'm going to talk to you as a brother because... Uh, it's just something that comes natural. Uh, we kind of have the same struggles, right? Uh, growing up, I, dad wasn't really there. Dad doesn't know how to be a dad because he, he never learned how to be a dad. He did not have an example. So it, it, it's we can justify him there uh, going down that route um, because, of course, someone who's not taught something, you know, at the end of the day doesn't know how to do anything. Uh, but he does have some values. He's taught us work, you know, how to work, how to manage money. Um, but of course, us as as kids, as his kids, we need more than that, right? We need 
But but what I'm trying to say is that's the reason that happens is because we had to look towards our real father. Okay, like you you know we attend the traditional nine mass. Why why do we why do we see the question that you probably ask and our family asks is why why go to a mass where you don't understand the language, right? Like why? Like you don't do anything. It's, it's like you don't understand Latin. Well, the reason is because th- there is this intimacy in the Latin Mass where at least me personally and many other people have different experiences. But me personally, that's where I see my father, my true father, God, where I feel loved. Because I don't know if you know this, but when we moved here, we, we actually feel lonely here. But it's not because we, we, we don't look for anyone. We look for people. It's just we were brought up to be very cold with each other, not to have a relationship. It's whatever, right? And so, which I'm not trying to shoot at our family. I'm not trying to talk, speak negative about it. It's just the way we were brought up. You know, many people don't understand that we were just brought up very... It's not that we were brought up cold because we they wanted to teach us to be cold or heartless or not considerate. It's just they didn't know it. Uh, any better right mom and dad have been here longer than they've been in mexico so they've been here alone their whole entire lives and then the only thing they know is the community well we and as a big brother i tell you we need to look for 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 consolation not in our parents at the end of the day consolation comes from god of course you can use our parents we can talk to our parents and we can still feel lonely even you know but let me ask you this how's your spiritual life how's your prayer life <laughs> not good like at all so you don't pray nope have you ever gone to the blessed sacrament nope told me I mean I'm in the I'm in a rosary group and we only do that like once a month see I mean this is what this is one thing that I love about the Catholic Church and it's, it, it doesn't have to do with the Neocatechum in a way. It doesn't have to do with the charismatic group. It doesn't have to do with uh, the legions of Christ or the traditional Latin mass. It's something that just comes from the church. The church gives gives us the instruments or the, the weapons to fight, right? And if we don't use them, we're screwed. There's, it's funny because I was listening to an exorcist, right? This exorcist says that Mental prayer, mental prayer is a weapon that the devil is afraid of. If you don't do men- mental prayer or pray the rosary or go to church sometimes, once at least sit down once a week with the Blessed Sacrament, it's very difficult. You know, and, and uh, I say this because when we moved here, uh, up to now, we feel lonely, you know. Uh, we feel that, that, I mean, family's here, but... It's, I mean, who has come to visit us, really? If you think about it, who has come to visit us uh, without us having to invite, right? Not, not many, not many people. It's been rare. And so, towards the beginning of our move here, I felt so lonely. I felt like a disgrace. I felt like, like God was punishing me. And I was, I was about to take my life. I was gonna kill myself. Why? Because I felt lonely. I I couldn't see God. 
which is one reason why uh, we decided to leave the way, right? Because the way wasn't, we were we were being as obedient as much as possible. We tried, we did everything. We uh, and, and it, we just felt so empty, you know. So in this emptiness, at least I'm speaking for myself. And in this emptiness, uh, the devil used it to kind of plant all these seeds, right? All these seeds, all these negative thoughts, blah 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 blah. I began to believe them. And so it took me towards the point of suicide. But thank God I discovered the traditional land mass through a research that I was doing for about, I think I had been doing it for about a year and a half to two years, I think, where I was just researching the land mass. And uh, my research brought me to go to a mass to experience it. Luckily, it was down the street. Anyways, and that's what saved me because I understood that the mass is a sacrifice. That God wants my sins. He wants me to put it on the altar for Him to love me. I don't go to Mass for Him to fix my life. I go to Mass because that's what is due to Him. And by going there to give Him worship, whether I'm in crisis, whether I'm, I'm, I'm happy, sad, whatever, the fruit of it comes. It's like, and this is the way I, I like to describe it, right? It's like when you're in love with someone, right? When you're in love with someone, the person loves you the way they are. The, the, the person loves you the way you are. And you knowing that, you still want to be better for them. So the land mass was that. I was able to experience the love of God. And because God loved me so much, I want to change for him. Does he love me the way I am? Yes. I'm a stubborn guy. I'm this. But it doesn't mean I need to stay that way. And I learned that I needed to change for God. Even, even though he loves me the way I am, I needed to change the negative parts of my personality to reach heaven, right? But I say this to encourage you, to let you know you're not alone. You know, at the end of the day, you do have someone who loves you. Although dad has his, his, his flaws, he's not perfect. You have a heavenly father who's there for you, who wants you to go to him and talk to him. You know, and and how come you haven't? I've seen you lonely, and I ask you, and you say you're good. <laughs> Why? Why are you so afraid to open up? It's, well, it's not. It's not that I'm afraid. It just. I mean, like you said. I mean, it's not that. I mean, we're not. We're not used to sharing what. What what we feel, like when when you left to the seminary, um. My mom, mom and dad really don't. Haven't said anything, but the thing is, like, I don't know why I'm crying. It's like dad's part. <laughs> well, ever since you left, it's like dad, dad changed. Yeah. For some reason, he changed for the good. <laughs> Actually. No, yeah, yeah, no. But when you left, he was, I don't know, he seemed like like he was at fault, you know, like. Like, he blamed himself for something. I'm telling you. I mean, Dad Dad has his flaws, but he's a good guy. Even though even though he has his flaws, although he, he, he can't recognize a lot of things. For example, I'm still waiting for him to say sorry to me. But see, that's, that's something that I've been waiting my whole entire life for. But I've come to understand it's not about sorry. It's not about saying, oh, Dad, you need to tell me sorry because of all this that has happened. Um, 
You know? I mean, do, did I blame him growing up? Yeah. A lot. You know? I blamed him for a lot of things that happened. I blamed mom for a lot of things that happened. But I've come to realize that God had those parents for me to save me from a deeper death. You know? Because maybe if I didn't have the dad that that God gave me, um, who knows? Maybe I would have been dead by now, you know? See, you didn't grow up with him with, with the epilepsy. Yeah. We did. But growing up, up until several months ago, I still wouldn't, couldn't accept it. But now I look at it and I'm like, okay, thank God that I had a dad who had epilepsy. Because if I had a dad who was not sick, I would have probably like done worse, committed worse sins. Or the mom that I have, I would have committed worse, worse everything. You know? So like, there's a blessing behind it, you know? So, like, he changed for the good, believe it or not. Once I left to the seminary, he did not have epilepsy anymore. Uh, God cured him. Um, he changed a lot. But, whatever the case may be, that's a story that we all have to carry, right? That's a cross that we have to carry. I, I, however, I, I encourage you to truly seek God, you know? Because, and this is, this is an episode I'm gonna have later on, right? It's gonna be on vocation, on, on the seminary, on, on finding your calling, you know? You, you see me now married with two kids, wife, um, but, when did you see that? You didn't. I was in the seminary at first. You thought I was going to be a priest. <laughs> so, look for God to figure so so you can discern together with Him your vocation. Because at the end of the day, uh, loneliness also comes from the unfulfillment of of life. You know, maybe you're not. Are you doing God's will? How do you know you're doing God's will? And that's the question, right? And I encourage you as, as your brother, as your older brother, as someone who has been missing uh, your whole entire life, and uh, that, you know, I've always prayed for y'all. I've always prayed for you. Maybe not specifically you, right? But for the family and for the siblings. Uh, I've always been there. Encouraging y'all, I try. You know, once again... I was in the best. Why? Because I wasn't taught, and I would use that. Ex- I would use that excuse to not be there. But now I'm trying to change it, right? I've tried. I'm trying harder, uh, at least to be there, right? Um, but don't get discouraged, man. I mean, it it would have been great if we did a video, right? Because I want people to see this. I want people to see that hey, people suffer. People suffer, and. Which is why I'm a big, now I, I consider myself a traditionalist because I believe that going back to the land mass, the way it was before, is the way to save a lot of lives. Because I bet if you go with me one day, I, I can guarantee it's going to be super weird, super weird. 
But I can guarantee you, you're going to feel the love of God in that mass. You know, it's going to be super different. And I can explain it to you. But anyways, I, I don't want to convince you to go with me. If you want to go with me, you go with me. I'm not going to tell you not to go with me or go with me. So you, you've been lonely. And now well, what are you going to do about it? <laughs> I'm not I'm not really sharing that. Um, well, I don't know because I've been, I've really been, been walking correctly um like i've been like i've been skipping word um word i've been skipping when i when it's my turn to prepare i've been skipping that too but matter of fact like today um i was supposed to prepare for you today and i didn't i didn't, didn't go i ended up going to work instead well i mean just right now i just gotta gotta pray for my my well-being right now yeah, of course. And all those who are listening, just go ahead and pray for Angel as well. I mean, he needs it too. Um, we all need it. We all need prayer, you know? He's just a... You're 19? 20. 20. See, I was close. <laughs> uh, a 20-year-old, you know, he's, he's suffering. He needs prayers. I pray for my family every single day uh, or almost every single day. Sometimes I miss prayer. But for the most part, almost every day. All I can say is not to get discouraged. Life is hard. And you're just starting it. Yeah. Okay. There's more. There's more of life. But life doesn't have to be a life of loneliness. Find God. And wherever God is at, that's where happiness is at. That's something I had to learn, for example. And I, I don't want you to learn it the hard way. You know, so many years in the church, so many years in the church. And I, I could not understand that, that, that God was my happiness. But where did I come to find him? I found him in the traditional land mass, where I'm. I can honestly tell you that I'm happy. I've never been this happy. I've never been this religious in my life, actually. And it's helping my family. And I want the same thing for you. I want you to find God. You know, if it's in the neocatechumen way, it's in the neocatechumen way. If it's in the charismatics, it's in the charismatics. You know. But find God in whatever you do. You know, if you ask me, I think you'll find God in the traditional land mass. This is a, a, a TLM podcast, so I'm always going to go the traditional way because I believe tradition will help. But hey, it is what it is. Don't get discouraged. You know, it's 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 a fun ride, but I do encourage you to pray. Pray. You don't need to go pray the rosary. You have a house. You have your man. You have your own room. Pray the rosary there. Pray the rosary there. You know, you don't know how to pray. I'll teach you. Uh, pray the rosary. Dedicated. Ask the Virgin for an intercession. You know, ask her to help you. She's there as a mother. So, you know, pray. Don't don't get don't get discouraged. You know? And so. Lately, you've been, you've just been, and even up to now, you feel lonely? Yeah, for me. Even though, like, I surround myself with, with people that love me, like my community and my family, I, I still feel that loneliness. Yeah, I mean, I, I totally understand. Yeah, I've been through it. I've been through that. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. Just know that, 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 yeah, you're understood. You're not lonely. You're understood. I understand where you're going through. And I bet most of the people that you talk to have felt the same. 
You know, I bet you they, they also feel that maybe life could have been different. Or, I don't know, just be open. I get in trouble for being too open. But you know what? I'd rather be too open, very open, and let people know what I'm going through. You know? You're fine. So, uh, besides the loneliness, what uh, how's school going? It's it's going pretty bad. I'm like, I mean, not bad. I'm passing like three of my classes out of the six. But I mean, it's, I mean, it is there. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I'm telling you, you need to reduce the classes. <laughs> don't don't take six. It's too much, <laughs> especially with you working. It's too much. I I wouldn't recommend it. You can do whatever you want, right? But I wouldn't recommend it. Um, so UTA, you like UTA? Um, yeah, yeah. It's just you don't sound too convinced. Nah, I mean I I do. It's just the people around there. It's just they're weird. Well, it's not my people that that like to hang out. But well, they're nerds. <laughs> what do you expect? It's like more Indians and Asians. It's like. No Mexicans there. No, no Hispanics. Yeah, because, okay, I have something against, and I don't mean to offend any Mexican. We're Mexicans. I don't mean to offend the Hispanic culture, but a lot of Hispanic parents have screwed this generation up. A lot of Hispanic parents, including, which includes Mexicans or whatever, tell their kids that school is not important, that they need to start working at an early age. I have students. I'm a teacher, right? I have students who would rather be working in construction out in the heat, which, once again, disclaimer, construction is not bad. But when you're a 16-year-old working construction and you have a lot of potential to actually make it to a university or college and have an office job within the construction field and make more money without having to go through the hardships, uh, that... That really does tick me off because you have so much potential and yet you don't want to go that way because your parents have taught you not to. And you parents who are telling your kids that school is not important, that uh, that um, learning is not important, that they need to be working, it's false. It's all false. Learning, education is important, extremely important. Of course. I'm not saying that everyone's made out for the university life. Of course not. But a trade or something, something to help them not go through the struggles that our parents have had to go through. So be happy you're one of the few <laughs> Hispanics at, at UTA. Yeah, because it's like mostly Indian, Indians, Asians. It's like... I don't know, it's, it's just weird for me. Not the type of people I, I hang out with. Because I'm used to to blacks and Hispanics. Because, I, I mean, I was born and raised in Duncanville. Duncanville is mostly blacks and Hispanics, and I'm used to that. True, but hey, rep, honor that. Honor it. There's nothing better than to honor and represent your family in a way, you know? Um, so, but do you like it? Are you going to stick to it? Uh, well, I was what are you studying? Well, I'm studying, uh, business management right now. But not, not something I, I want to do, to be honest. I want to do something like, I want to do something what I love, and that's 
it's sports. I mean, that's all. That's all. What I really know is sports. Uh, so what exactly would you like to try? I want to try to. I don't know something like sports management or something. What? Well, I've been talking to my mom about it, my older sister, uh, about, about becoming a coach, like a soccer coach or something, like for a school or some, something, because it means something what I do. I mean, the pay is not, I don't really care about the pay, it's just what, what I want to do. Yeah, well, the pay is good because coaches get a stipend for teachers who coach, get their teaching salary, and on top of that, a good stipend. So you'll be making some good money. <laughs> Uh, but you will be very busy. But hey, if that's what you love, go for it. I mean, it's it's trust me. Do what you love. Don't do things just for the money. Yeah. Unless it's something you truly love. No, yeah, I mean, it's, it's I've been telling everybody that, like, on my whole throughout my whole life, I grew up doing and watching sports like nothing else. I mean, I tried doing mechanical engineering, and it's not what I like to do. I mean, yes, I like cars, but working on cars is not, not what. Why don't you start a podcast with like, to talk about sports? Suggestion. <laughs> it's just like, just talking. I mean, I'm not, I don't do good talking people and stuff. Mm. Like, I mean, I could, I could like, for coaching, I could scream and like talk less, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's something what I do. I grew up watching and doing sports. Uh, I really don't know anything else except sports and church. Like, at school, like, math and reading is not it's not, it's not it. It's just... Don't worry. Not I, I'm not good at, at math either, so... <laughs> it's just not, not me. Like, like, even for the simplest thing in math, I still suck at it. <laughs> like, I do... <laughs> Well, hey, as long as you do something that you love, that's that's what matters. Uh, what about girlfriend? Anything? Nothing? Um, girl? Nah, not, nah, not really. Not anything. You don't like anyone? I mean, there was this one girl. I mean, you know about it, but... No. You still like her? Yeah, but... If she don't like me, she don't like me. Well, from what I hear, you need to grow up. <laughs> If you're listening to this, you need to grow up. Because at the end of the day, yeah, it's true. Uh, I guess the woman can make the guy beg or wait or struggle a bit. But don't... I, this is how I feel, okay? I feel that it shouldn't be that hard. Because you only have one opportunity with, uh, with that one someone. Maybe that one someone is the one that God wants for you, and you throw it away. You know, I've seen so many people who just like throw things away, and now they're single. They're single, and yeah, sure, maybe God wants that for them. But I'm pretty sure that they would have, you know, gone the other way. They would have had someone by now, and they would have been happy. But anyways, so she had these this girl. Well. Can't really say. I'm not sure if you're a good guy or a bad guy, but um, well, that's crazy, man. Well, hey, it, it is what it is. You you still have a whole a whole life ahead of you. Yeah. You know, and remember, you can always text me or call me. Whether I'm not, whether I'm, or not, I'm living in the same city as you. You can always visit me. 
You can always call me. You can always text me. You can always whatever. You know, I texted you. I asked you how you were doing. And you totally <laughs> said you're good. And nothing was wrong. So, and then when I saw you look face to face, I kept on asking you. And you still, but the thing is that I was still there. I kept on asking. You know what I mean? So, you can always trust me. I'm not going to go tell people, hey, this dude's doing this. He'll, he'll, I mean, heck, you just told everybody on the podcast. <laughs> so now people will know. Um, but don't worry, man. Hey, I'm your big brother. I'm here for you. That's why I would like to have my siblings interviewed first. Uh, and then go out, you know. Talk. It's just going to be an audio, so no one's going to see you. But just, just know that hopefully... Uh, I'm pretty sure a lot of people will be praying for you. Um, and, you know. So, when do you graduate? Well, the plan is 2027. But the way that I'm going is going to be more later than that. Okay. Yeah. It's not that bad. 2027, when? 2023? Yeah. Four years? Okay. Wait, if it is. <laughs> yeah, but the way that I'm going is gonna be more further than that. I can tell you that. Nah, that's fine. It's not a, it's not a, a rabbit race. No, cause I also I was also talking to Shelby, and that's our older sister. Um, that that I want to take a semester off, cause I'm not like in the right state of mind to do school right now, cause of all that stuff. I mean, I want to do that, but again, it's it's the what my parents think, you know. They're gonna throw, of of course they're gonna tell me that don't don't do it. Yeah. But I mean, if I'm not in the right state of mind, then I don't I don't know. Yeah. Well, do what's best. But see, this is where prayer comes in. Don't just do it because you want to. Pray about it. And it's not going to come the first time you pray or the second time or the third time. It might not come within the first week. But you need to pray for discernment. You know, That's something I'm learning the hard way. We moved to Dallas. And it was, it's been a disaster. You know, the district uh, what, that I work for, uh, it's just, it, it hasn't been what I thought it was going to be. But I took the job I took everything because because of an impulse did we pray about it no did I care about the happiness no of course I focused on my family I focused solely on their happiness that I forgot to put God in it and so I just jumped on the opportunity did I pray about it no of course I bet you know many people back in Houston judged us and rightly so, because it was an, an impulsive decision, you know? And honestly, it's half and half. It wasn't the worst decision, but it wasn't the best. The only thing that came out of all of this is that we, we are learning to not, not spend money like idiots. We are closer to God more than ever, which comes with... Our marriage is better. My relationship with you guys is better. Uh, myself, I'm good with myself. Am I perfect? No, I still have my sins, right? I'm not saying I'm perfect. But besides that, 
the loneliness, the everything. The loneliness actually helped us reach out to God. Where am I going with this? To pray. Don't feel dumb praying. Don't feel dumb. Go to the Blessed Sacrament and sit there. And you'll see that little by little, you'll start. The words will will just come out. You know? You don't have to do anything special. Or you, you just sit there. Fall asleep if you want. I think St. Therese of Lisieux would fall asleep while she was praying in front of the Blessed Sacrament. She would fall asleep. And it counts. But ask God for discernment. Don't just... Don't just say, oh, I think I'm going to take a month off. Like, this is what I want to do. But is it what God wants you to do? Yeah. That's the question. And that's how life is going to be. This is something I had to learn. I grew up I grew up in the way. But I, it wasn't so much a decision. And now that I finally was able to, to make my own decision discerning, I'm we're happy. You know, so pray about it before you make that drastic decision. Because maybe it's not even as bad as you think it is. You know, maybe you just have so much noise, and since you don't let God come in, it, the noise just keeps rattling. So I encourage you to pray. Really, like really, really, really pray. Don't, don't, don't be embarrassed to pray. Because I know you. I know you're embarrassed to pray. We're, we were taught to be embarrassed to pray. Our dad wasn't the best at prayer. You know? So, we take... I'm here as an older brother to be a role model. Okay? Just because I'm not in the way doesn't mean that... Oh, he's evil. Or he's, he's in crisis. Or he's not a good brother. No. I'm still within the church. I'm still praying more than ever. I'm giving you that example for you to follow. I'm not telling you with words. I'm actually showing you with actions. You know? So, if you want to take me as an example, go ahead. That's what big brothers are for. I wish I was you. I wish I had a big brother to show me all these things. But I really didn't. And I am and I do apologize. Because I've been, I've been, you know, I've been gone from your life. You know, and I do apologize because there's a lot of lost time. You know, but we have a whole life ahead of us. Okay, so uh, is there anything else you want to say? How, how was your experience with the podcast? I mean, for my first time, so you're not not comfortable. <laughs> I mean, it's been it's been good. Still not comfortable, but still good. Yeah. You liked it? It was a good experience? Yeah. See, and you're lucky because it's audio. Or Imagine <laughs> if it was uh, video and audio. You would feel super weird. Oh, yeah, that for sure. <laughs> that for sure. Well, all right. Well, uh, for all those who are listening to this podcast, to this show, to this episode, and you've made it this far, we truly thank you. Um, I, I'm out on the mission to truly enter into this Especially now that Advent's just around the corner. uh, To enter into this Advent. To let God come and and, and not just come here uh, into this world, but come into our hearts. Um, I truly would like to, uh, if you'd like to uh, help me out, 
I have a little surprise. I'm, I'm, I started to make rosaries for all those for for all those who would like to buy some rosaries. Uh, it's going to be more of a donation type of uh, sale. So I'll be having those rosaries soon. Once I have enough, I will let you know uh, the website and everything where you can go ahead and uh, and give that donation, and you will get a rosary. Uh, you might get something else with it. I, I'm still not too sure. I am making them myself, so they're handmade, 100% paracord rosaries. So donations will, uh, are accepted. Um, anything will help, and it'll all go towards the podcast and this mission that Sam and I are doing. Once again, Sam cannot join because it was just a spontaneous thing I was doing. But with that being said, um, thank you for listening to Pines, Pipes, and Cross Catholic Show. I am your host. Remember, if you're listening on YouTube, I know it's just audio, but hit that like button, that subscribe button, and leave a comment down below. Let me know uh, if you'd like me to interview anyone, if you'd like me to um, talk about certain things with Sam, any topics, just anything, even criticism's good. All with within, um, without it's with its within its boundaries, right? So, uh, once again, pray for Angel um, during during this time. Uh, pray a rosary for him. Anything, uh, I, I for sure will be praying. And thank you, Angel, for coming and accepting this interview. Uh, we did not expect you to cry, <laughs> but uh, it was good, you know, to see that you're suffering. Not only that, but to see that, hey, my little brother's not so little, you know. <laughs> he has his problems, he has his struggles, but I'll be praying for you, you know. Like I said, you have me. And I'm not, I'm not just saying it because we're recording something, no. I'm actually saying it out of sincerity. And um, just know that, and pretty soon, we are moving back to Houston. So just enjoy the physical time. <laughs> And know that you can always visit us. Okay? Yeah. You can always visit us. You can go by yourself. Take the bus. You can go for a weekend. Or you can go for a week. Whatever you'd like to do. We're there. Um, so, anyways. If you're listening on Spotify, follow me. And please recommend. Please, please, please recommend. Uh, family members. I know it's hard. I know sometimes I annoy you. I do whatever. But if you can please, please... Just spread the word. If you truly listen to this podcast, spread the word. I am really trying. Uh, and I know a lot of times the the suggestion is, oh, just do it as a hobby. And if it turns out as a career choice, sure. But my goal is to actually podcast because I have a lot of plans that I hope God will allow me to fulfill uh, because it's all for him. It, certain things I would like to do Certain ideas that I have um, And so But yeah I, And I'm going to leave it at that So stay tuned For My next episode with Sam And 